What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And that's it today. It's just us. A little cancellation, so it's going to be the two of us today, which is fine because we just we went to. Doing this. Yeah, we just went to Columbus and uh, did a little talk there. So mm-hmm. we are going to tag that on to the end. I was hoping I could get the video done in time to like play it on this stream at the mm-hmm. end of it, but uh, yeah, I didn't get it done. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, the audio will be on there, and then the video will be posted separately on our YouTube channel. You can check it out. We did a little talk on NFTs and AI. Yeah. That was People fun. were much more interested in the AI stuff than they were the NFTs. They were. They were. Which is fine. Which is yeah. fine. Yeah, I was I was telling Julie about that. I'm like I'm like literally nobody asked any questions mm-hmm. about NFTs. It is Which and it was a good totally presentation. Fun. That's the thing. Yeah. It was a good presentation on NFTs. Just it was like, eh. Yeah. Like nobody cared, yeah. you know. And and that's an interesting uh, observation, I guess. I was, I was actually, I, I, I was really worried that you know because there's, a, you know, there's a lot of hate with NFTs. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, some some murmurings about AI generated art and stuff. Right. But I feel like by the end of it, we totally sold people on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like, it was. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think people, you know, y- you start talking about AI, <laughs> AI generated art. And people get all up in arms a little bit, but then like, yeah, I was kind of worried. Yeah. But then it was like, once we did the like the actual, you know, hands-on thing where we did every it, with everyone, everyone was into it. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah. was actually fun. I I managed to get my phone tethered enough so we could get Mid Journey mm-hmm. working, and uh, yeah, it it was cool. I I think a lot of people have heard about it, according mm-hmm. to you know what we'd asked. Some people had tried it, and. Um, you know, it was uh, it was fun to do with a group of people and kind of like see the spark. You yeah. know, I think a lot of yeah. people were like, "Okay, yeah, I got to get into this." And so yeah. that was fun. The, the NFT stuff you kind of talked about the fact that you know we went through the boom and mm-hmm. then here's where things were going and now we're in this dip and a lot of it yep. has to do with the economy and crypto winter, crypto winter, and yeah, all of that. Yeah. And uh, about how it's going to normalize, and eventually it will. Anor- it will normalize. It will normalize. Yeah. You know, there's there's going to be, uh, like I've said from the very beginning, it's going to get to the point where it's like it's no different than selling a print or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you didn't do the spiel. Oh yeah, and MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We're on MoGraph.com and YouTube.com slash MoGraph if you'd like to check out our mm-hmm. things and stuffs. Well done. N- yes. Uh, <laughs> hit us up if you've got questions. It can be noob. It can be about any topic you'd like. It could be mm-hmm. about NFTs, even like Unreal Engine. We can go into all sorts of stuff. There's yep. uh, great resources out there that um, that uh, we can direct you to if we don't know the answer to a question. Right. So uh, we're we're having like a super short episode today. Mm-hmm. Like like you know that's like okay. You do. Uh, we say that, but. I think we have enough to go for an hour, and then we're going to play that audio at the end. Yep. So hopefully we still have electricity. Uh, yeah, no, it's like freaking monsoon it is outside. A rainy, floody day today. It took my wife two hours to get to work Gosh. this morning. 
it's they like had to, flooding, flooding. They had to stop the buses uh, going wow. to school because they just they they were they they parked the buses literally with kids on it, and they're like, we can't yeah. move. We but can't we were go on anywhere. Discord beforehand, and I guess like when the when the dirt is super dry like that it mm-hmm. takes it's harder for it to absorb and yeah. we've had like 40 days of 100 degree temperatures it's just yeah. god awful miserable here in texas and yep so <clears throat> with that we take you to the weather because my uh my <laughs> i needed it because my sprinklers don't work so there yeah we go. It, it's great like my patio is underwater that's ridiculous which is insane and i i went ahead and turned off the breakers to it but that's it smart. was you know, I have all these safeguards in place in there. It's just low voltage LED, but yeah, they were still on just under the water. I was like, sweet. Yeah. Well, that's good. I guess <laughs> I did a good job. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're sitting here in the rain. I actually have the window open. I don't know wow. if you can see like in the studio shot here or not, but like I have the the window open right here for once mm. and because it's nice and gloomy outside and I like that. I like to be in the rain and yeah, you know, gotta, have my fall candles lit. I was gonna you know. say your your PSL candles. PSL. <laughs> I actually I've been I've been burning them early. I've got extras from last year that I saved, mm-hmm. and I have new ones. And I got the pumpkin going. I've got the fall leaves candles going in the other room. You know, gross. I'm freezing it out up here with my air conditioner. It's raining. It's hate, fall. I hate fall smells like mm. cinnamon and muskiness. Uh, so cinnamon gross. is cinnamon can be too about, much. I am all about like fruity smells i love like fruity smells well then you would like you know? some of these candles that i got eh, like right here eh. i've got this one is is pumpkin <laughs> gross wal- pumpkin walnut, is too musky it's too pumpkin it's too walnut cinnamon. pancakes or something walnut that's literally all the things i hate and uh we've got <laughs> blueberry pancakes in the other room the blueberry one that you used to burn at access mm-hmm. was pretty good that one was really good that was a glade candle it was good. It was good. That's poor people candles. <laughs> All right. But I, I love the we- I love that weather. Like doing art and you know, it's like a scene from Chill Hop, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I guess. It's a scene from Chill Hop and you just like sit there by the rainy window and your your cat's there for some reason. Right. Yeah. I don't have a cat anymore. <laughs> <It's> sad. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I've got just random stuff on my list, and yeah. you know maybe we can touch more on the stuff that that we did at the talk. The talk was fun. It was a Columbus it was Society, a lot of fun. Yeah, Columbus Society of Communicating Arts. We got to meet a bunch of people, and we went out to eat afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. At a real spicy taco. We had a photo shoot. Yeah, that see was those, weird. I want to <laughs> see those photos. I know it's like we're not famous enough for this, right? That's, yeah. Like yeah, we're totally not famous enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do I do with my hands? I know. <laughs> but it was awesome though. I mean, the pictures look good from what I saw, and I'd mm-hmm. like to get them just you know to have around. It could be fun. And mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, let's see what else is going on. I think Maxon is in the process of posting the SIGGRAPH presentations. You can check that out. Cool. Uh, Half Res is coming up. What three weeks from now? Something like that. Uh, I think it's less than that, man. Mm. One, two. It's two and a half weeks. So not next weekend or and the weekend camp after, is but the after weekend that. after. Ooh, we got oh. a lot of work to do. And speaking of camp, 
Speaking if you were of- going to camp, let me just say, I hope you are ready. I hope you have read your emails. Mm-hmm. I hope you have signed up for the shuttle when you get there because just you mm-hmm. don't just fly in and you're there. You got to get there. Yeah. Um, we're going to be it's, sending it's out another email. And so be be ready. Don't think mm-hmm. you're going to get there and then you're going to be able to relax a little bit. It's a little bit of a drive. And that's the point. Like the point is we are separated from everyone else. So right. it's like hour 20 drive. And But I will say it is a beautiful drive the whole way there. Yeah. Like crossing that bridge is really cool. You know, yeah. it's like 20 minutes Norfolk, 20 minutes over the bridge and then 20 minutes in the country. And like it doesn't feel like an hour and 20. Make sure that you sign up for that shuttle. And we're going to send out another email for your departure shuttle. We were waiting to get people's Mm -hmm. flight info in to kind of get a good idea of when the bulk of people are leaving and stuff. Just so we can get that right. And we will have shuttles going both Sunday and Monday. Yes. I believe. Yes. Yes, I believe that's the case. I I think most people are leaving on Monday, but, you know, just in case, we'll have that too. Uh, We'll help you get to where you need to go. Make sure that you check your emails, though. And, like, yeah. linens, make and sure you got your linens, make sure linens you're Linens are the most packed. important. If you show mm-hmm. up and you, don't ha- and you don't have, like, a sleeping bag or a pillow or, like, a towel, I, we can't help you. Yeah, like, please be prepared. Be like, prepared, yeah. Go to... Uh, the camp portal. The camp portal, yeah, yeah. which you should um, have in your that email. That will also give you a link to join our Discord channel. Mm-hmm. So come hang out with us on Discord. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Which will be great for the day Mm -hmm. of. We will have our phones with us at all times. So if there's any questions on the Discord, that's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. Assuming that you can get service. But yes. Well, we will be able to get service. We'll be set up in the cafeteria. I think we're going to set up in the cafeteria. There's Wi-Fi in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and close to it. So, yeah. Yeah. We should it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We've got a lot more so prep to fun. go. but you know. So much swag, too. We fin- I think we've yeah. got almost all the swag done. Yeah. So, yeah. Got those bracelets done this week. I think they're looking cool. Yeah, that'll be got cool. Little, yeah. The COVID mm-hmm. bracelets for your mm-hmm. how comfortable you are around people. Mm-hmm. That way we don't have to have a discussion about it. You just put it on. Found tie-dye ones, too. That was Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, cool. little tie-dye bracelets goes with the theme. Mm-hmm. And man, that swag. So speaking of which, mm-hmm. our sponsors, yes, are what makes our awesome swag possible. Yeah, a huge shout out to all of our sponsors for camp. Um, first off, Otoy. Otoy is sponsoring. It's our global sponsor, and so Otoy is presenting Camp MoGraph, and because of that, uh, we are able to do so much more. Uh, uh, this year, so we are incredible, incredibly thankful for Otoy, as well as our village sponsors, both Maxon and Video Copilot. Huge shout out to them. Um, I did learn this week. I don't think Andrew Kramer is coming because he will be uh, in France at the oh uh, at the thing Winbush was going to go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I'm pretty sure he's right. going to be there. I'm not 100% sure. So, And then yeah. also, um, our gold sponsor, Grayscale Gorilla, super excited to have them on board as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I haven't been having camp dreams yet, mm-hmm. you know? Like, once we get closer to it, I'm probably going to have more camp dreams, but, uh-huh. you know... Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm really excited about the workshops. We've got a, a bunch of, like, really great... Like, just a whole bunch of different stuff. You know, got a bunch of hands-on stuff, got a bunch of business stuff. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did you but, talk about the tie-dye already? The tie-dye? The I mean, yeah, we've talked about. Uh, yeah. So we've got Justin Biffer um, on TikTok. His name is Justin Color. Um, just in color. Yeah. 
He's one of the mm-hmm. top tie dye artists in the world, and he's coming to camp to like do tie dye with everyone. If you've it's seen tie dye awesome. stuff on TikTok, you've probably seen yeah. his, his stuff. I mean, his stuff, his his stuff, uh, like each of his shirts go for anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars because they're so intricate. Mm-hmm. You know, he spends like fourteen hours on one piece. You know, on one tie dye, it's crazy. So, and uh, this is just a call out here. By the way, uh, this Saturday, mm-hmm. if if uh, you enjoy playing Halo, we're going to be playing Halo for Jags's birthday a little yeah. bit in the afternoon. So, Halo team, this is your call out right now. You better <laughs> make it. Just That's letting funny. people know. Uh, anything else camp related that we want to talk about? I don't think so. For those who are coming, just make sure uh, join the Discord because the Discord we're all on it all the time. Yeah, so. uh, yep. camp. Uh, is so relaxing and so and relaxing. Everybody kind of like doesn't realize they need it until they get there and then they're yeah. there, you know. Yeah. And um <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to it. I feel the same way. I get there and I'm like, oh yeah, this is relaxing. I like this. Right. And then I get home and I'm like, man, we need to do that more often. We need more than one a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's see about that. <laughs> let's do it. Who's down? Let's do two a year. Uh, we're talking about doing some other things, too, uh, next year, trying to get some more events and things going, some more mm-hmm. meetups going. Uh, you know, we really wanted to try and get that stuff going this year, but you know, yeah. this is kind of a transition year, trying to get back to it events is. and things, you know? It really is, so. you know? And we're still dealing with COVID numbers and stuff yeah. like that, and, like, you, know, don't, you never pox. know if... <laughs> you never know if the next meetup is going to be the one that gets you sick. And but... polio. Polio's oh, making yeah. a comeback. Yeah. Especially in New York, they're finding it in the water supply. And they're like, okay. Halfrez, <sighs> you know. uh, uh, speaking of which, Sarah said, see you at Halfrez. Halfrez uh, is is, uh, is going to be great. I think um, we've talked to a lot of people that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of friends presenting, so yeah. if, if you are in the area or if you think you can make it out on like a cheap Southwest flight, you should definitely mm-hmm. come out and uh, say yeah, hi. Me, Dave, sure. and Dreisen are sharing an Airbnb. That's right. We didn't get one of those the cool Airbnb like we have previous years. Unfortunately, yeah. that one's not wasn't available. Yeah. It's just sad. Uh, Joey Camacho was talking about coming to camp. He can't now. I, I meant to tell oh, you really? he can't make it now. <laughs> All right. Um, that would have been cool. But he yeah. was uh, on our Discord the other day, and he was showing off this GPU spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty pretty nice. It's like a comparison between everything, the like the overall cost, the CUDAs, the, just the memory, like everything. And, and hopefully he'll post it. He said he was going to post it. Um but, you know, I've been thinking about maybe, like, uh, building a new machine sometime yeah. in the next year. And yeah. I think this time it's going to be something a little more beefy, possibly water-cooled this time. I feel like I'm Man. I'm ready to take that step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'm in my relationship. My relationship with computers right. is ready to go to the next level. <laughs> You're ready level. to move in together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, start I, sharing I just... a toothbrush, you know? <laughs> Gross. 
Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. I uh, I took one of my computers off my wall this weekend, you know, and put it in because I anytime I'd be rendering an octane and having everything go in full blast, and especially since I brought in this Wacom tablet and stuff like that, you know, because uh, I've got my TV and I've got my refrigerator and stuff like that, yeah. and it's like blowing so the breakers. I kept, I kept blowing the breaker, <laughs> yeah. so I was like, all right, I got to move something. Right. So I moved my. Uh, I moved one of my PCs into I've got a in my my media room, you know. Uh I've got a closet that I specifically had them run power to and I had my gaming computer in there and like all my Xbox and stuff like that just run to the TV. So I was like I'm just going to go ahead and run that in there and then I'll just parsec. So I threw another monitor up here and it's actually been it's been okay. But I have noticed, did you notice that with parsec you have to have a mouse plugged in? Otherwise, yes. you can't see your mouse. And that's annoying. Yeah. That's yeah, super is. annoying. Um, but you can fix that easily. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, put one of those. Well, yeah. Or you could plug in one of those fake things. But, I mean, it's pretty much the same, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the yeah. same cost to buy one of those $15 plugs right. or buy a cheap mouse. Yeah. Like yeah. And I'm pretty sure mouse. I've got a mouse laying around or whatever. Yeah. But my kid, my kid's been using, he's got my old crappy iMac, you know? And so Parsec, they just updated to where, which you should talk about this because this was oh, yes. awesome. Yeah, yes. so Parsec oh, just yeah. updated to where you can, um, where you can use Mac as like your hosting. So he's able to now log into Parsec to my gaming computer and actually play games on his iMac, which. No, you the, could do that I, before. What's funny, what's funny is you the could, iMac is old. Oh, so, log into the iMac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So, you can log in. Uh, but the yeah. uh, the iMac is old, so it only will work for the next two months <laughs> on the current OS he's on. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. So then he's like, old he's like, well, can we get a new computer? What? How much did yours cost? And I'm like, dude, mine costs like $5,000 each. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, okay, what can I do? For like the next fifty days to make five thousand dollars. If I can make a hundred dollars a day, I was like, dude, your brother who works at a gas station or your doesn't make a hundred dollars a day. <laughs> How are you gonna make a hundred dollars a day? YouTube. So, that's the answer. That's yeah, what the kids are saying. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a huge problem though, man. Like mm -hmm. kids in YouTube, like they just it's, think it's like yeah. at what how do you how do you regulate that? You know? Like I don't want him to become an asshole. You know, <laughs> and where he's just because he's just on YouTube all day watching like Mr. Beast and like and all these other people who are just like pranking each other or whatever. Kids but are just going to start talking feel, like that all the time. I don't like want in him real to life. feel like, you know, out of out of, you know, that he's been sheltered or something like that. I, I, mean, I don't just know. Just limit it. That's all. Because you don't want him like yeah. going up to people in real life being like, what's up, everybody? Just, like, yeah. acting like a YouTuber in real life. He, he, Mash yeah, that like and subscribe button. What are you talking yeah. about? This is a gas station. <laughs> he, 
he keeps asking, you know, he's like, hey, can I start my YouTube? Hey, can I stream? And I'm like, hmm. dude, no. He's like nine. He's nine and he wants to do all this stuff. And like, while I, I appreciate the hustle, you know, it's right. like, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. You know, it's, I don't, I have been, I have been Here's harassed the, and harangued yeah. on the internet right. so That's many the times problem. that I want to try and protect him from that because I don't want him to know that the world is shitty. The, I want yeah. him to still think that the world is good. Yeah, it'll be just know? a bunch of, like, people on the internet calling him names and things. Because right, that's what exactly. people on the internet do. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, okay, yeah. talk about your, talk about, uh, oh. uh, yeah, Parsec. Yeah, so, okay, I tried this out locally and it worked, but uh, I tried this with the Mac. So, now, now this game I was playing remotely in particular isn't one that requires like a, you to be like super fast. It's not like you're playing right. Halo or something. But I was wanting to play Stray remotely, so we had a good internet connection at the B and B we were staying at in Columbus. So I set up my laptop with Parsec, and Parsec has some weird voodoo it does in the background. If you have a connect uh, uh, controller connected, which I had my Xbox controller connected to my Mac, I just paired yep. it with bluetooth yep. it somehow sees it and sends it through as usb to the other computer it's crazy it sent it through yeah. and my com- my pc at home said oh you have an xbox controller connected yep. and then yep. i plugged in hdmi uh out of the laptop into the tv that yep. was at the bnb and i'm literally playing remote uh stray it's so cool on it's a 3090 so cool. streamed across the country right it's insane. It worked really well. I would forget yeah. that I was playing, yeah. you know, like like remotely. It was so good. So, yeah. like, I actually got... I played for a while, like at least yeah, an hour, did. hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, so that was interesting. Another thing is we got these wireless microphones that we used for this presentation. Oh, my gosh. These DJI... So uh, DJI, cool. D- DJI... I should uh, grab them. Wireless, mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. These things, like... I, Okay, they were four hundred dollars. Only four hundred dollars. So, like, well, that's you know some, that's 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 a little bit of money, you know. But, yeah, they're expensive, but, but I mean, when, if you do if this, you know all the, the price time. of like an actual like Sennheiser lavalier mic. You know, it's really cheap for two. You know, yeah. you're talking like a fraction of that cost, and they work so well, very so, well, so well, very well. I'm I'm like I'm like super stoked because this is going to help us in a lot of situations there's yeah so this is what it looks like it comes in a case and you've probably seen some similar microphone yeah. setups like this before but it so is a, char- a charging case so it has the usb on the back mm-hmm. you know the USB C. but when you open it on the inside here and it should light up you actually get a readout of everything mm-hmm. on the inside so on the inside uh it's got two of these little microphone packs that look like mm-hmm. this. Let me pull one out here. And each so, of the packs can record locally? Yeah. As, so this is a microphone. As well as recording on the other on the the base, is that it, true? It doesn't record on the base, okay. but it will send to the base. So Okay, so you can go yeah. you can record locally and then it will mm-hmm. send to the base and you can go out of the base into a camera. Yeah. So you've got like two separate recordings. So say you put this on like your your collar, right? Mm -hmm. And it has a little thing you can screw on the top, like a windscreen or whatever. Um, But also those on the podcast, it's about half the size of a lighter. 
Yeah, it's very so, small. It's got yeah. actually a jack, a microphone input jack on it, if, if yeah. you want to use that instead. It's got the record button here. So you hit record, it's recording on here. USB-C out on the side of it. You hook it up, it comes up like a drive. You dump the audio off. So you have so two great. of those. And when it's in the case, it actually tells you like how much it's charged on the little readout on the middle part. Now on the middle part, here's the thing. This, it's actually a touchscreen meter thing. You've got your That's meters, insane. it's touchscreen. There's all these different options on it. These things vibrate when you turn them on and off so you can tell. How um, long does it take to charge? Um, you know? I haven't, I mean, I just keep plugging it in, but like it says it has 15 hours of recording on this. Wow. Okay. You know, uh, and it tells you that when it's in the in the dock, it tells you that here. Um, also, this thing has uh, two different outputs on it. It's got a line out and a headphone out, and you've got controls over all of that. So I went out from this into a camera for reference. So we mm -hmm. had a reference going remotely to the camera. It wasn't the best camera in the world. It's kind of dark, yeah. but it, it's fine. Here's the other thing. On the bottom of this, you see there's a little thing where mm -hmm. you can insert other pieces. So it comes with like different like clips and USB and also lightning. Oh, nice. So you got the lightning that goes on the bottom. You plug that into your phone. Now you re you're recording TikToks or videos on your phone with those microphones yeah. transmitting to it. And you can That's use cool. two people. It is insane. Like and and it just all fits in this little deal. I'm telling you, like if you need a solution for something like that, even even if you're recording like in a different way, like yeah. with different kinds of mics, just throw this on as like a backup. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, hit record. It'll record for fifteen freaking hours. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible for three ninety nine. Yep. This episode brought to you by brought DJI. You by DJI. <laughs> yeah, DJI. If you want to sponsor us, I am more than happy to uh, mm -hmm. to talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, let's so. see what else I got on the list here. I did that. I did that. I did that. Um, let's see. Okay, I have some random Octane things I could throw at you here. Okay, cool. Um, number one. Here's a question I have, and I'm sure there's a reason for this, but mm -hmm. nobody has really... I haven't found anything online about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really understand this, but... Have you ever noticed, have you ever used a Gaussian spectrum in Octane? I, so, I don't use Gaussian's, Gauss, Gaussian spectrum. Mm -hmm. I always just use RGB. Okay. I know everyone, I've heard, you know, oh, Gaussian spectrum, it's, you know, but. It gives I, you better color in your image. Yeah, but sure. I just don't care. Like, RGB mm -hmm. shader is good enough for me. Well, when I use it, I noticed that like say i open up the node ahead of time right and i'm i'm trying to just emit like a color uh color temperature right mm -hmm. and i say i put it all the way down like to like i don't know 1500 2000 right it's very red. very red or warm or right. whatever right if i then say eh, i don't like this i go add in a gaussian spectrum it's affected somehow by the color temperature. And I never understood that. I'm like, why does it do that? Because you're doing these separate settings. Why does it not override? I have no idea. It should override it. Yeah. yeah. And Chris said, <laughs> what is a ray switch node? Here's the thing. There, there are... This is something else that I figured out this week. So I am working on... Uh, I'm working on a piece that has a reflection in it. 
And this particular piece, it works way better with an HDR than it does with lights mm-hmm. in this particular instance. I usually light with lights, mm-hmm. uh, not with HDR. But the HDR is what I needed for this. It looks great. It's exactly what I want. The problem is in the reflection, you see the HDR. Of course. Okay. And you're going to say, oh, well, just use, like, uh, what do you call it? Light link. The light ID or whatever. Yeah. Uh, That thingy. Well, that's a light. Mm -hmm. That's not HDR. So it's like, all right, we'll go to that and then. Uh, put an octane tag on it and say, you know, not seen by camera or or any of that. Mm-hmm. Nope, you can't do that with an HDR. Well, you can you can do the the light linking where you say don't be seen by uh, uh, environment. It's the E. You click off E and then oh, is it that? Won't be se- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I didn't want, but I still want it to affect other things. So you need to invert it. So what you would do is the 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 only one that you don't want to be affected. Well, you can just turn off the environment for just the one that you don't want it to be affected. You just hit, uh, unclick the E one. So there's S, there's E, and then there's all the numbers. E is for environment. S is for sky, you know, or sun or whatever. You know. Okay. I thought I tried that weird. for some reason already, yeah. and it was still reflecting for some reason. It it's may, like it it's, may have been. I, I, it's weird. It's like it didn't. It did what it was supposed to do everywhere except for in the reflection. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my solution it, I is. I have found. I have found that if you're going through, I I've been having trouble with, and this is both in Octane and Redshift reflections mm-hmm. from reflections. You know, it's like I'm I'm shooting something through glass, and then I'm trying to get it to yes. not be seen. You know, and I was like, no, y- you can't do that. <laughs> So It'll, here's the thing: because it's going through glass, you lose all your reflections on the inside or on the opposite side. Right, but yeah. now there, when this has been around, but um, this worked perfect for what I wanted to do. There mm-hmm. is a piece of OSL code out there that you can paste into an OSL texture node, mm-hmm. and when you do that and you compile it, it gives you these sliders for like everything, like seen by camera. Or oh. in reflections, it's basically. I believe what it's doing in the background is it is a ray switch node. I think mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but for these specific things, it's something somebody wrote, and it's so simple. But for me, it's easier than trying to go through all these weird IDs and all this. And then someone's yes. like, "Oh, do a render ID and do all this." But now, and because that used to actually have those options, and now it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just a big mess. I don't understand why they can't make that a little bit easier. I feel like I want to have includes and excludes, and it just seems I like know. that could be done. Even if it was on the back end with OSL, it just seems like it would be doable. Yeah, I, I wish there was an easier way to uh to remember which light id pass like because i don't mind the light id pass you know just to give them a name <laughs> yeah yeah be able like, to like name them or yes. something like that would yeah. be cool but like one two three four i always forget which number i have used and which ones i haven't mm-hmm. and if there was some sort of like light linking list or something like that that would be better yeah <clears throat> so I got all that. Uh, there's a couple other things on my list. Um, number one, I don't know if you saw um, on TikTok this. There's a Minecraft AI that no. these people wrote and put like just had it play yes. Minecraft. 
Yes, I did. Yes. You might have sent it to me, or maybe I sent it to I, you. I don't know. One of the two. And it's just pretty incredible to see what it's doing. Like, it, yeah. it was watching gameplay and mm-hmm. figuring out how to play well by watching yeah. that gameplay. And it's just And then incredible. you can put in a prompt, right? Yeah, you can tell it to do, do the stuff. thing you asked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good at interpreting what you're saying and figuring out problems mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like, all right, apply that now to 3D because it's coming, right. you know. Right. But um, somebody preemptively, I guess, tried to, um, like, pretend, apparently, that they mm-hmm. made something that did this. Thomas shared this link with us this morning, and there's, like, somebody was stating that they had AI that would do 3D from mm-hmm. photos or something. And then, I guess, somebody else discovered there's, like, a job posting. Mm-hmm. Pay, like, $2 a model to make these models in, like, 15 minutes. Right. It's like, no, no. Uh, I think that's called, like, a Turing machine. Isn't that what it's called? Uh, a a Turing? Turing machine or something where you try and convince people that it's actually a human? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. It's like the Turing test. Yeah, it's called a Turing machine, a mathematical model of computation describing an abstract machine that manipulates... No, that's not it. That's not it. No, that's not it. There's a name for... Okay, it's the Turing test. Yeah, it's called (laughs) fraud. But there's a test. God, somebody... If somebody can remind me, like, what that's called. There's a name for it where, like, there's a machine. It's apparently a machine, and you put a card in it, and you say, here, I'm giving the computer instructions, and someone's actually on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, oh, doing the thing. Oh, yeah. And then Isn't they that spit like a it Shell back Silverstein out. type thing? There's a name for it, <laughs> and I don't remember what it is, but it's, like, it, it's called something. But it, it it's like that... Anyway, there's this whole Twitter thread where you can see the comparisons because they were looking at these models like how in the world is the AI figuring out what's complicated and what's not complicated and and all of that, you know. It's just, yeah, it's not there yet. You know, we were talking about during this talk, like where's the future of AI and, you know, uh, where is it going to go in the future? Can you edit? You have something to edit for you or have an app that's like all stuff mm-hmm. that you love all the time because the algorithm knows what you like but it's like creating the content yeah like, I think that's you know. a really interesting idea like mm-hmm. it takes it takes the things it takes like people post actual videos like TikTok or whatever yeah and then it just starts feeding you like stuff that it's created mm-hmm. based off of the things that you like yeah you know like that like and not even like real people and stuff like that it's just stuff you know yeah like even jokes can you imagine yeah. like it figured out your humor <laughs> yeah and then it just gets funnier I mean, and funnier really easy it's just, fart it's just poop and, and fart yeah poop and fart yeah humor. poop and fart amy anytime i'm showing amy i you know because any i only like tiktok so that i can show amy later you know right and so she's gotten really tired of me at night saying hey do you want to see my tiktoks you know and and, and she's like these better not be stupid. That's almost her, her her answer every time. These better not be stupid. And my answer is always, I can't guarantee that they're not. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's just poops and farts. It's just poops it's, and farts. 
Yeah, I was trying to find. Uh, Kevin sent me something on the Turing machine. I thought it was called the Turing machine. No, the Turing machine is trying to convince an AI trying to convince yeah, a person that it is a actual person. So yeah, this is there is a name for it. Yeah, God, a, I can't remember what it's called now. Amazon was doing it for a while. They called it that because they had people working, like answering questions behind the scenes or something, and they called it that. Um, so let's see. Let, next on the list, gosh, we're getting through this quick. Is it the homework machine? No. Oh. It's something that's, that's been around for for decades. Um, even like in the 30s and 40s, there was a name for it. So, um, yeah. So uh, the other note I had was um, Mid Journey is open now fully yes. if you want to try it out. Um, we, um, we may or may not have talked about that, but I think it's important. Like if if you you know listen to this talk that we did, and you're like, man, I kind of want to try that out. Uh, you can do that now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're waiting for Dolly 2, I would say it's not that big of a deal. I would say just mm-hmm. go ahead and hop into Mid-Journey because Mid-Journey has more imagination. I think artists are going to have more fun with it. Not that you can't utilize Dolly 2, but it's mm-hmm. expensive to use Dolly 2. I mean, here's the... So, when we were in Columbus, we, you know, we did this live, you know, AI art thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there was a prompt. The, the prompt was, you know... Uh, tacos in space, yeah, uh, space Van tacos. Gogh style, space tacos. Yeah. You know, and then we did another one, uh, the Ohio hell, hell is, is real, real sign, <laughs> sign. Yeah. and those style came up really cool and stuff. Yeah. You know, but it's like it, we typed in cartoon turtle or something, and like it mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. It couldn't do it. It yeah. didn't look good. But I think Dolly Two does a better job of that. Mechanical you know? Turk, thank you, Impulse. Mechanical it's Mechanical Turk. Turk. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes, and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Oh my okay. gosh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you looking it up? You'll have to yeah. define it. Um, but yeah, just to, just to tell you like the rest of the, if you're, if you're getting into it and you want to be able to do private though, like if you want to, if you want to slide up all in, uh, mid journeys DMS, you have to pay the $30 a month in order to do it privately. But yeah, but uh, you get some free ones per month, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, did you find the Mechanical Turk? I did. It was yeah. a chess-playing machine. Yes. And so, uh, uh, but it was actually someone inside right. playing it the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was Brad Pitt the whole time. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, do I have anything else here? The Mike's Camp. NAB East is coming up in, yes, it is. Uh, in October. That'll That's happening, fun. too, if anybody wants to come out. Uh, and then also, Winbush sent me a couple things this morning. Uh, he is doing a drop with Wu Tang. Yeah. Let's check that out. And the other thing is, he sent me, he's got a new tutorial out. And um, I think this is pretty cool. There's a new program, kind of like, um, um, yeah. That one thing. Oh, um, you're talking about Mixamo. <laughs> like Mixamo. Right, right, right. And he did a tutorial on it, and I'm trying to find out my... You like that I got it just from, uh, that one thing? You know that one thing, <laughs> right? I gotta find the, it in my the bookmarks. The other thing. The other thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what hurts the most. Let's see. Besides the other thing. Where is it now? Here Slack. we go. Auto rig. Um, so, auto rig... With AccuRig by Real Realusion. That's yeah. uh, can you bring it up? The name of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm waiting to go through the uh, the ads here. There we go. <laughs> here we go. So no. uh, this is his newest. He says it's blowing up pretty big, and he says it's basically like Mixamo, kind of the mm -hmm. same thing. Look, you set the you set the dots and things oh, where they need cool. to go, and AccuRig. Um, you know if these are coming up they're they're actually probably going to end up beating out mixamo because mixamo has yeah, just absolutely. not done look yeah you got fingers too yeah wow and i just don't understand what is the hold up with mixamo you know what yeah, is Adobe bought it that's, <sighs> well, that's yeah. it the buy it and that's where it dies yep. adobe where products go to die yep or or stay stagnant and be exactly the same for yep. fifteen years wow, while you pay and you monthly. Can export it to whatever want at whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, that's killer. Yeah. So make sure you check that out on his channel. He's got that out there in four K and such. So, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a rad. good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I have anything else here? I don't know. Minecraft. Yeah, I, I have exhausted my things. See, here's cool. the deal. We usually do one of our episodes that's just us whenever we fill up a list with things to talk about. Right. So uh, my list was not full yet. Yes, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. A short, you know, 40-minute show plus the stuff at the end. Yeah, it's going to be another hour. <laughs> we appreciate you all hanging out with us, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was it was great. It, it, was, it was so much fun doing this meetup, you know. Like, community, it's something that we've been just missing, you know, so much uh, in in this space, especially in the past few years, you yeah. know. And I'm really excited about all the meetups coming up and camp and stuff like that. And, you know, we've got some we've got some things in the works that yeah. uh, I think next uh, year is going to be fun tools. Yeah. So that we're excited to announce here pretty soon. So, yeah, next year you know. we're going to be hopefully hitting up some cities and seeing mm -hmm. people in person and documenting a bunch of it yep you know i think uh it's gonna be fun so uh yeah um anything else before we hit the hit the dealio i don't think so okay i don't think so right. enjoy the rain
I'm uh, Matt Milstead. This is Dave Koss. Uh, Hi. We run MoGraph.com. MoGraph.com is a uh, it's a website for motion designers uh, where we have tutorials and classes and big community and stuff like that. Uh, we've got a big Slack channel with like. 2,000 motion designers and stuff. If anyone wants to join, hit me up afterwards. Um, we also do a, do a weekly podcast where we bring in different motion designers from all around the world um, and a podcast network where we've also got a couple of other podcasts uh, like the... Uh, uh, the Go Gorilla podcast. It's all about mm -hmm. uh, gorilla filmmaking and then cartoon feelings um, with Caitlin Kaju, yep. where they talk about uh, how cartoons make them feel, which yeah. is great. <laughs> um, we've got a couple videos we're going to show before we kick things off. Um, figured we'd show you the MoGraph TV one. Uh, MoGraph TV is is part of our site, and MoGraph TV is a twenty four seven. Uh, motion graphics channel. You can put it on all day and watch it all day instead of the news. So, just uh, <laughs> much happier. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and show that first. Introducing MoGraph TV from MoGraph.com, a free motion graphics and animation channel streaming your favorite content and favorite artists 24-7. MoGraph TV features motion graphics tutorials, talks, tips, inspiration, and replays of popular live shows. We offer something for all levels of designer, from introductory tutorials to high-level breakdowns and everything in between. That track looks great to me. MoGraph TV features software like Cinema 4D, After Effects, Unreal Engine, what up, what up? third-party plugins, and other 2D and 3D software. We also feature live motion events, short-form clips, crypto art, and even a little photo and video editing. Learn from the people that inspire you most. And stay up to date on all the latest industry news, announcements, and community events. You'll also see exclusive offers only available by watching. With three eight-hour blocks each day, you'll be sure to catch everything, no matter what your time zone. Keep it on as a companion to your workday and learn something new. Meet a friend. Watch a demo, catch a classic tutorial, or even find new inspiration. That's a British word? A lot of things are British words. Yes, good luck with all your projects. MoGraph TV, television for the design community, 24-7. All right, so that's MoGraph TV. I like to say, um, turn it on and rip the knob off. Uh, you can you can uh, turn it on, watch it while you're working during the day. Uh, it's kind of a weird experiment that it started out as, and uh, lots of different. Working. You know, <laughs> uh, there's there's you know, all sorts of skill levels. You yeah. know, which is great. And we've got uh, a bunch of amazing partners, people, uh, companies yeah. that we've partnered with, like Boris Effects and Maxon and uh, Sarovsky. Uh, Sarovsky, yeah, and so independent designers too. Yeah, it's been great being able to have a whole bunch of different content going at all times. So make sure and, yeah. and check it out. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel or MoGraph.com/tv. And we pipe our live show into it too. So yes. whenever we go live, we go into that channel as well. Every so. Monday at one o'clock y'all's time. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we also run Camp MoGraph. Camp so MoGraph. About that. Yeah, this is our uh, Camp MoGraph is our yearly event that we hold uh, for motion designers and uh, uh, illustrators and designers. It's a chance for all of us to get away from the computer. And we like to call it the anti-conference because you know it's four days of hanging out and talking shop or not talking shop and uh, no uh, computers. No computers. There's barely even cell service where we've <laughs> where we've been the past nice. few years. It's really nice. So you can unplug and you can have a good time. And uh, uh, we've got a bunch. We always bring in uh, industry professionals to talk uh, each night. So uh, this year we've got um, who all do we have? We have John Lapore, uh, previously at Perception. He's done a ton of Marvel movies. Um, we've got Amanda Russell from Cream Studio, and then we've got Freddie Wong uh, from Rocket Jump speaking as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's really great. A bunch of really great designers that we bring in uh, to hang out. But it's a four day event with workshops and activities and camping and you know uh, and libations, lots and lots of libations. So. We yeah. have we have a video too. We'll show you what it's Say all about. It has a date at the end for ticket sales from last. You can year. ignore that because it's sold out. That. It sold out in about a minute every year. So which we're very happy about. Yeah, which we're very happy. People like it. Yeah. So all right, I'll go ahead and play that one here. I love all of it. It was like the best thing like this I've ever been to. How often do you get to like disappear in the middle of nowhere? do shit, be with great people, and there's like such a creative like energy and osmosis. It's you don't get this anywhere else. And to be able to connect on like not a networking level, but on like a friend level is just everything to me. All the activities are super inclusive. The lectures are just a lovely mix of interactive and informative. All the homies are here and I didn't really even know, but like I thought like I would be hanging out with everyone that I already know, but that is far from the truth. It's relaxing, it's super fun. You get to see everybody who's awesome and also learn from really cool people. It's beautiful, the smile's actually really on everybody's faces. It's been so long to be able to see people's faces and to see them this happy. It's just, it warms my heart. It's outside of, you know, motion design and we talk about life. Standing in the woods right now, hanging out with like my friends and like the world's best artists all being here, like doesn't get any better than that. Just do it. <laughs> it's good for your soul. There's no way this doesn't end up being like a life-changing and amazing experience. So that's our cult. If you'd like to, uh, <laughs> you can sign up. If you want to uh, hear more about camp, camp, you can go to campmograph.com and sign up for it. Oh, I forgot the people part. That was funny. people. That was people. Um, Asterisk people is not there every year. He's not. No, he was just there last year, and the only reason we got him is because he's our friend, and we booked him before he got really big. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I do wonder sometimes the net worth of all the people at that one. There's a lot of NFT artists. At there that are. One. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. Someday. One someday day. I'll get paid to make NFTs. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, I'm going to be talking today about NFTs and crypto art. Um, how many people know about NFTs and crypto art? 
Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's great. Okay. And I'm sure there's a lot of negative feelings towards NFTs and crypto art, and I feel that as well. You know, I'm just here to talk about it and put it out there, and you know, not shed a good or bad light on it. I'm just going to talk about it. So, uh, is this an NFT? Uh, let's start off with what NFTs are. Cool. Yeah. Now I'll just hit the button. I'm good. Yeah. I got things memorized, right? I do this every week. Um, let's talk about what NFTs are. Um, I like to... This was one of my NFTs. You like that? So um, I like to think of NFTs as like a certificate of authenticity. It is your receipt of uh, some digital art. Uh, previously, uh, if you were trying to make money with uh, digital art, you could sell prints. You know, that was like a big thing was selling prints of your work. And, you know, this is Beeple's prints that he sells. And, you know, he's one of the biggest motion designers that people know of. And so I use him as an example, you know, and he sold prints, still does for about $25 a piece. Right. But you'd have to sell a lot of those in order to make the $69 million that he made on selling one NFT. Now, everyone hears that money and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and that became the big boom in 2021. Everyone wanted to get into this NFT space and make a lot of money. Well, we'll get to what happened afterwards. But this is Beeple. Everyone knows Beeple. He became famous for, uh, you know, selling this piece of art for $69 million at Christie's, which represents 15 years of his everydays that he's done. So uh, these are some of the other top artists, Pac, uh, Snowfro, but you can see $323 million is not, you know, a small bit to laugh at. There's a lot of money in the NFT space, especially last year. Not so much right now, but we'll get there. So this is uh, Pac. Pac's one of the big NFT artists. And, you know, I, I, I don't love Pac's work. That's me. That's just me. But he's been able to uh, use utility through NFTs and the blockchain in order to create this like this want or you know this this need for his work from collectors and stuff uh and we'll get back into utility uh here in a minute but uh this is urz fisher uh do you guys know urz fisher uh, he is a physical artist he creates these beautiful statues of like intersecting everyday objects and stuff like that. And when NFTs started becoming bigger and bigger, you see, you saw a lot of these physical artists or like comic book artists getting into the NFT space and kind of giving it some credibility. Uh, this is uh, an actual physical piece that Urs Fisher did. And you can see this is some of his NFT work, which very similar to the work that he has done in the physical space. And so it's been, you know, uh, uh, artists like this kind of gave it some notoriety, you know, kind of made it a bit more legit. So going back to what NFTs are, like I said, I like to think of it as a certificate of authenticity. And because it's on the blockchain, you can see whose wallet it was from and where it's gone and so on and so on. So you can always trace it back. Previously, not being able to say you bought. Okay, I'm a big collector. You know, that's me. I love toys. I've got a whole closet full of toys. Ask my wife. She hates it that I've got all these stupid toys that I hold on to. 
But when you buy some of these collectibles, you know, you get a certificate of authenticity. It's number one of number 500, and you can resell that if you want. You get a Pokemon card, you know, that's a shadowless Charizard that my eight-year-old, nine-year-old keeps telling me he wants. And I'm like, dude, I don't have $300,000 to buy a Pokemon card for you. You know, but you've got that proof of authenticity and previously you weren't able to do that with like actual digital art, you know, or even with proof or um, with prints and stuff like that. Well, through the blockchain technology and stuff like that, you're able to actually show that, hey, this came from this artist's wallet and this is the number in the edition and stuff like that. And it's great. It, it, it's been very good for artists who specifically want to get into this space. So there are several marketplaces that you can use. Um, you've got Super Rare and Nifty Gateway are two of the big ones, and they're the ones that really brought up this space, Nifty Gateway specifically. And if you were an early proponent of uh, uh, NFTs and were able to get in with Nifty Gateway, you're a millionaire at this point. You know, but those are the two spaces where like you have to be invited. And once you're invited, you know, you can kind of make some good money off of it. Uh, this piece up in the middle, this one called Wormhole, that's a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Talbot. And he he went specifically NFT artist completely. And he's been able to make a living with it. That one was shot from just yesterday. And you can see it's going for, what, $34,000, which is pretty great considering the market right now. Um, then there's OpenSea, which is on top left. Uh, that one is for basically anyone who wants to sell NFT work. You can upload it and then to mint it, it does cost some money. The, the, uh, I'll get into that into in a minute because there are things that I want to talk about, other things. So collections. Collections became a big thing in 2021, and I think they are not only, they're, they're interesting in the fact that, you know, you've got a lot of utility with it, but I think collections became really where the negativity in the NFT space came from and has been a big downturn in the NFT space because you've got things like the CryptoPunks or the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, right? Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks were some of the first, what, first collections to you know, really strike it big. And so you hear people talking about how they've got a board ape and the board ape is worth like a hundred right now. I think the floor for a board ape, if you want to buy one is $140,000, which is a lot of money, but, uh, uh, it comes with utility and the utility. Let me see if I can, uh, yeah, utility. There we go. The utility that the board ape yacht club has is, uh, you can use its likeness for any sort of, you know, uh, uh, Anything you want to create with its likeness, you get that. You can use that however you want. So one interesting thing, this is an example. Adidas uh, decided to buy a Board 8 Yacht Club, you know, and you can see it up there. And they created their own NFT based off of this Board 8 Yacht Club uh, character. And so then they used that character to create their own NFT and sold that and made it to where if you owned this NFT from Adidas, then you got advanced like chance to buy some of their merchandise, like their shoes or their shirts. And only you could do that. It's similar to what Board Ape Yacht Club is doing uh, on its own marketplace where it, you can only buy that stuff if you own a Board Ape. 
And so Adidas did that, and they ended up making $45 million on their drop, which is a crazy marketing scheme. And I'm like, why don't I spend $130,000 on a board ape and start putting them in Walmarts, right? You know, plastering them everywhere. But it, it was a good marketing uh, idea for them. And the utility of that, you know, being able to give people advance uh, ownership of other things is a really good idea. Um, another one, uh, uh, V Friends, Gary V. Does anyone know Gary V? Gary Vaynerchuk. He's really big into, he was really big into Web 2, uh, really big into Web 3. He started this V Friends, uh, which if you own one of his, you know, it gives you access to him personally, or you can go out to lunch with him or something, you know, uh, or you get free access to VCon, his, his convention every year. And it's, it's pretty, it's, I mean, you know, that's a thing. That's, it, the utility is a thing that can come with this. And you can check uh, uh, a cool thing about the utility, like for example, so say, uh, uh, you know, you're tired of, having your V friend, you can go ahead and resell it. And because it's on the blockchain, you can resell it to someone else and they can then have that utility, you know? So it's not like a one-time purchase thing. You can always resell it and resell that utility with it. So uh, crypto's crashing. Yep, totally. Uh, uh, and so OpenSea, one of the big marketplaces, announced uh, a lot of layoffs lately. And you can see, this is just the crypto market. Uh, November, it was up to almost $5,000, and now yesterday it was up to like $1,800, which is a significant, you know, dip. And we've, because of that, you know, and the general market as it is, we've seen a lot of crypto art, you know, start a big downturn in the crypto art. Uh, you saw Ryan Talbot's earlier, the wormhole one, that was going for about $36,000. Uh, previously, it probably would have gone for a hundred thousand. You could see that in some of Beeple's work. Um, I was lucky enough to pick up one of his pieces very early on, and I had that. I got real lucky. I sold it for uh, one hundred ninety-six thousand dollars, and now it's worth like seventy-five thousand. You know, so I, I, I think mine was like the second highest NFT sing, uh, uh, collection of his ever sold, and I sold it. I, and I did a lot of praying on that one. I got it. I got that one taken care of. So anyway, are NFTs dead? I don't think so. I think, and I have said this from the very beginning, there was a huge influx of artists. And you can see that some of them, you know, put art out there and it costs money in order to mint stuff and put it on a marketplace, you know? And so a lot of people lose out on money. You know, I've probably spent a couple thousand dollars posting stuff onto these marketplaces and not getting them sold. So you're losing out on that money. And it's tough. So you'd see a lot of people drop off and then the people who stayed in the space and who, or who made a name for themselves, you know, they really stayed. And so you've got collectors who are collecting this digital art and there's still the opportunity in order to create digital art and create NFTs, but you really have to start like building a user base. And you know, that's, that's one of the biggest things. It's like Instagram, becoming an Instagram influencer. If you want to sell your NFT, you've got to sell yourself and you've got to, you know, be out there. Um, I think NFTs ha are normalized now, or at least will be. And eventually once it gets to the point where, uh, these mint fees aren't killing people, you know, in costs and it can become just like selling prints, you know, oh, this is my work. Here's also some NFTs that I sell. 
I think that's where the future of it's going to be uh, for digital art. And that's where I want it to see. I don't want it to be this, you know, it's become very crypto bro-y, you know, and I hate that. Like, I think that's one thing, especially with the, um, the Board Ape Yacht Club, it's very bro culture and I don't love that. And I would love to see that go away and just normalize to where it's, it's, here's my art and if you want to buy it, if you want to appreciate it, you can. So uh, you can see, you know, this is just some of the top collections just in the past week. You know, some of them have sold $41 million worth of stuff, the top one. And Bored Ape and, you know, CryptoPunks are still up there. They're still making money. So it's not dead uh, per se. It's just a crypto winter. And so if you're interested in doing NFTs or creating crypto art, you know, there's opportunities out there. And uh, there are also other places that allow you to mint for next to nothing. And you can, and you can get your work out there. I think eventually uh, there will be a space where people will be able to post their stuff and, you know, be able to sell it. But I'm sure there's going to be a ton of questions about NFTs, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But Dave's going to go into the uh, the next big fad of our motion design uh, world, and that is AI generative art, right? Yeah, last year was the year of NFTs, and now you know there's feels like there's all these shakeups every year now. Um, artificial intelligence. So, has, who has heard of AI art at this point? Who's tried it? All right. Uh, if you haven't, uh, AI art is an AI generated art is basically you type in a prompt, you give some commands to a computer to AI, and it spits something out on the other end. You got um, two big ones right here. This is Midjourney and Dolly. Dolly two is out now. Um, I just got access to that. I prefer Midjourney right now uh, personally. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, so you put in these prompts. You can put things like style, um, maybe an artist you like, an influence, a technique, uh, put in color that you like. Um, you could even feed images in, into it and say, I want it to look something like this. There's amazing results. Uh, you can then do variations on those. You can say, I make four more versions of this kind of similar to each other. Um, and then when you're done, you can upscale it too. There's some really cool stuff uh, that is generating right now. And some of it looks kind of weird sometimes, but it's getting there. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to play around with and sometimes even just put like goofy things in there and just see what the computer comes up with. But there are haters, just like with NFTs. And, you know, personally, I would say give it a chance. It's, it's a tool rather than a replacement. And a lot of people just shun it because they're like, oh, this is going to replace us. We don't need motion designers anymore. You, you, you're still going to need humans. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I encourage people to try and see if you like it. This photo right here is probably one of the most famous photos of all time. And I would consider this art. I don't know about y'all, but back in the day when photography was new, people really didn't consider photography art, it's, which is especially painters, right? Um, there's, uh, the painters would basically take a photo and say, okay, this is great for reference. I have a photo of something and now I can paint it. And um, there was a quote, 1865 article in the New Path said, much may be learned, may be learned about drawing by reference to a good photograph that even a man of quick natural perceptions would be slow to learn without such help. So 
this is how I, I kind of feel about AI right now. AI is a tool to help you in your art. But they also went on to say that it lacked something beyond the mere mechanism at the bottom of it. It just was not art. And everybody would say, oh, all you have to do is hit the button. But we all know now that for, to, to take a good photo, there's a lot more to it. There's emotion, there's color, there's lighting. There's, it's all the stuff that goes into it. Of course it's art. Um, so things change. And that's why I say, you know, embrace it. It's 2022, we've got new AI technology and uh, it's just changing constantly. Every day it's evolving. Everybody's playing with it. There's so many people on Midjourney right now getting really cool results. But to put in these terms and get a good photo or a good piece of art out of it is kind of an art in itself. It's like Googling or being good at Googling or Google image search. Um, one thing that I would say about this stuff is you got to be careful about how, how you post it. If you post something like this and you don't say that this was AI art, everybody's going to think it's yours. And I think it's important to say, hey, this is just some art that I came up with with these prompts. I love what the AI is doing. That's cool. But if you're saying it's yours, that's a little bit weird. Uh, or, um, you know, if you try to take credit for it. So that's why I say you should use it as a tool. Uh, just to help you in your creative journey. Uh, but don't be afraid to say that it helped you. I think that it's not any different really than doing a Google image search. You know, if you're working on a project, you do an artboard and you, you put stuff on it, style frames and things that you like, and that's where you want to go with it. It's just another way to brainstorm. Um, but in this case, it's more accurate. It's, it's closer to what you're actually looking for in your end result. And I like to call it the outboard imagination because when I sit in front of a computer with a blank canvas and I just have no ideas, I, I just hate that part. It's such a block for me. I put a cube in the middle of my 3D scene and I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Um, but it's allowed me to really get through some personal artistic blocks that I've had. And so example, I went on mid journey. I really wanted to do this like retro old library with like some CRTs, some monitors, kind of like an alternative retro future, uh, just kind of a dream. And I came up with these slides and I, I ended up with these stills that really got my creative juices flowing. I, um, I, I just loved where it was going. I ended up with this frame right here and I'm like, okay, this is the scene. The other stuff is helping me with my ideas. This is the scene right here I wanna recreate. But you can see it's not the clearest photo, it's a little garbled. Uh, even the up version, you can't make stuff out. You gotta fill in the blanks yourself. So I started building the scene in uh, Cinema 4D. Um, here's another one right here. It's up to the human to kind of fill in the blanks, right? Uh, it's almost like when you have a dream and you're trying to describe it to somebody and you're like, well, we were at this place, but it wasn't that place, but it was actually at the beach and you were there, but you weren't. And you're just trying to, there's no way to describe it. You've just got to make it. Um, and you fill in the blanks that the AI just cannot convey, you know, and that's how it helps. And in about three days, uh, I was able to come up with this right here and I'll play this for you. Very short, you know. Um, 
that was to me that was great to me i felt like wow i was able to accomplish something and come up with an end result that i actually like as opposed to stuff i usually come up with which i don't like and uh it just i just something felt great about that so i'm like i'm going to keep using this tool because i really feel like it's helping my workflow so here's another example right here another one i did now i didn't use ai for all of this i mean this is an example of using ar to i'm sorry ai to help you um, in just one small portion and for me it was this little rocket thing here on the left and I'll show you the whole video another short one and That's pretty much it But that rocket right there originally was gonna be like more like a missile and I had a missile in the middle of the frame And it was really skinny and it didn't fit right and I'm like and I don't want to make it too prominent, it's gonna take away from the rest of the scene, what can I do? So I started brainstorming on mid-journey and here are some of the results I got. You can see I started with a missile and then I kind of evolved into this other bigger piece and I looked at the back and I'm like, you know, that could be like a, like a jet engine or something. And so I decided to put a jet engine in there and then I took all these other variations and you know, kind of figured out where I wanted to lay it out. And um, from concept to completion of just the, just the rocket part, not the whole thing, uh, it was only about two hours. I, I started with that, I went directly to this. I was using uh, my library of, of textures and, and little different pieces in there. I got um, uh, you know, a library with like buttons and wires and all of that, and then I used Cinema 4D's Volume Builder to really build this out. And come up with this and I was really happy with this I'm like this looks cool I got grayscale gorilla textures all over it and um, it, it's, it was such a great way to get something like that done quick and come up with something that actually I felt good about and that actually worked in the scene so uh, all let's say um, you know give it a try um, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen in the next decade or so with this, I'm sure it's gonna go into 3D and texturing and modeling and animation and uh, maybe even video editing. Imagine you can take all your footage and say, hey computer, do this for me. So you still have your job, it's just not as monotonous, it's kind of fun. Um, imagine like even a, an app, a TikTok type app or something where it's all AI driven and all of it is feeding you content that you love because the algorithm knows what you love, maybe that's a little scary, but it, it, could, uh, it could be nice, it could be entertaining, I don't know. So, you know, AI can really augment your creativity and, um, you know, I'd say just don't be hesitant to try it out. So, um, now on both of these things, uh, we're gonna do like a Q&A now, so we'll open it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, there we go. So yeah, feel free to ask any questions about either of those, and I'm sure we, uh, we will chime in. Anybody have any questions? I would love to hear what questions you have. If not, cool, let's get out of here and eat some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yes? I was where do they source the images for AIR? That's a really good question. Um, it depends on which one it is. I mean, it's not any particular one. I'm sure they feed it stuff. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's a secret, um, but it's just thousands and thousands of images. I'm yeah, sure. I think it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, I've seen some uh, news articles where it's like, okay, so if you're typing in a prompt and you're saying in the style of so and so, mm -hmm. they're probably referencing that artist in particular. So 
where does the copyright come from and stuff like that? I've seen a lot of people discuss that, and that'll be re be really interesting to see. But like Dave was talking, as far as the out outboarding mind or whatever, being able to like use that as a starting place, I think is just fantastic. And the thing though is, if somebody said, "Hey, will you make this thing in the style of Beeple?" and you did that, there's no copyright there. So. I know it's technically AIs, technically machine, technically the ideas were fed in from somewhere, but also your own ideas are fed in yeah. from somewhere. Your own influences come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough one. That's a, it's it a is. tough one. More questions? Yes. Yeah. To In the inspiration process, it could be a long time. It could be a short time. It, it just kind of depends on what you're doing. These were kind of just like dailies for me. You know, so I didn't spend too much time, maybe a couple hours, um, trying some variations on some things, feeding some stuff in. Um, but I can imagine if you were doing a bigger project, you would really spend more time on that. I think you would probably do, uh, maybe explore some different styles, especially if it's for a client, you know, say, here's this style we explored, and then this one, and then this one. Um, easily you could do a day of explorations and kind of the same way you would if you were doing a style board for somebody. The, the biggest thing I've noticed with a lot of these is like Dave said, you need to be really good at your prompts. You know, being able to, it's like Google, it's exactly like Google. Being able to say so-and-so, this style, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't even know. Like, well, Midjourney actually has kind of a guide, mm -hmm. like a document that you can go through. You say, okay, these are the variables that you can enter in and you can weight stuff. You know, between zero and one, you can say, I want 0.75 influence of this type of color, you know. Um, but, um, are we connected to the internet? You should do one live. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll, after we, when you, when you're answering some other questions, right. I'll, I'll try and pull it up. We'll see what we can do. Cause I'll tell you so, mid journey, like when I got my invite, uh, uh, my friends were like, be careful because it is, it's addicting, you know, oh yeah, just being able sure. to throw in prompts and see them. Yeah. Like it's crazy. The stuff that it comes up with. I, I, um, I bought the subscription because most people, if you're just doing the free one, you're just doing it in public. And I was like kind of embarrassed. I'm like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? And, and so I like to have it private because you can do a private message with it. It's all in Discord for Midjourney. And you can do a private message and you can say, oh, here's what I'm looking for. Um, but something great to do with that is to study what other people are doing publicly. Yes. If you go to the different channels, you can see what people are doing. There's daily prompts. There's ridiculously good artwork out there and of course I'm gonna go back and reverse engineer it and say what did they put in yeah. you know what did they put for style okay well I see what they're doing there okay now I know how to use that now what about color now what about this so studying what other people are doing really helps you come up with something a little bit better than just kind of and here's what's there. interesting about it is you can type the same prompt in several times and you'll get different results every time. You'll never get the same thing. You'll never get the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And that's what the variation button is too. You say variation, it's basically doing that. Yeah. It's doing the same thing. Yeah. Any more questions? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to say there won't be <laughs> just strictly AI artists. Um, okay. Because so, the thing is like... You know, I know there I don't already, want to be that painter person from the 1800s. You know? I know there already are some AI artists out there that are specifically creating their own algorithms in order to create this art. And I, I personally would call that, you know, art. 
uh, I know there's this one artist that takes all of Beeple's work and creates different prompts off of that. And I would call I would call them an artist. You know, I'm not going to spend my time programming all that and throwing that through a thing in order to get it all, you know. Who was it that we had on the show that was an AI artist? Oh. Do you remember? No, and I can't remember what he was doing. We have done so many shows. Uh, I know. <laughs> it was, uh, gosh, I can see his face in my head. It, yeah. Um, but what was he? Oh, he was taking AI and then he was like animating it. He was doing some uh, Shipley. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Shipley? Is that right? <laughs> Question mark. Question mark? Uh, yeah. But he, he has done a lot of really, really cool stuff. And he's, he's a 3D artist as well. So, but he was able to program this stuff. And to me, that's an art form in itself. Yeah, that's, that's really the thing. It's like some people might not find what you're doing to be art. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If you think it's art, then, you know, Nathan maybe Shipley. it's art. But, you know, I would say um, in the future, there probably will be people who do that very well. And they'll probably have a secret sauce. They'll probably have their own yep. algorithm. They'll have their own prompts and they won't tell anybody what they're doing, you know. Yeah, they were t- he was taking uh, animated, like, GIFs and stuff like that, or pictures, and then animating it with, uh, with actual people moving and stuff, which is crazy to me, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> any, any other AI questions? Or NFT. We don't or have to NFT. talk about NFTs. Well, yeah, we can NFTs. do NFTs. <laughs> Gosh, it's, it's almost anything you want it to be. I mean, that's, that's a good idea right there, doing lyrics, because mm-hmm. imagine that was your thing. You know, that could be your thing. You take these lyrics for songs that you like and you match these things. That's an art form right there, yep. you know. I've um, seen several TikToks where someone will take an entire discography of a band and have the AI come up with music, you know, and you take all the lyrics and it comes up with its own song that is entirely based off of the discography of this one artist. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, who owns that now? You know, that, it's interesting. Yeah. And some of it's real good. You There's know? a guy on TikTok who actually, uh, he had AI write a script. He had it make the yes. characters. He had it make the music. He did the whole thing. But again, he's still in control of the whole thing. So yeah. He's the artist. It's very interesting. Oh, it will get better. It will get to the point where it's like Star Trek, where I, you know, you, you tell yeah. exactly what you want. And yeah. you tell to change it. I don't want to do any spoilers, but... Westworld season four, the very beginning, <laughs> there's something related to that in a more evolved way. And it was like, okay, I, I can that. see where that's going. Um, so, yeah, it, it might be to the point where if you want an exact thing, you can really tune that in with the AI. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe a business does that, right? Maybe a business doesn't need to hire a graphic designer because of that. There's still going to be somebody who has to be the operator yeah. of that thing. Yeah. You know? I, I've been able to. You can you can actually feed like seamless texture into uh, 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 Mid Journey, and it will create a seamless texture for you as well that you can use either as a paintbrush or a texture on a 3D model, and it's it's pretty impressive. Video games. Imagine you can make a video game yeah. exactly how you wanted it. Yeah. You know, oh, I want a character on easy like mode. this, and yeah. <laughs> but again, like it just. It all is kind of cyclical, right? Like, so say video games. Uh, somebody's going to be really good at designing that video game mm-hmm. with the AI, and then they become the famous person who 
is like the famous video game AI creator. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think there's always going to be a place for the human somewhere in there, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I'm really excited for what you all are doing, you know, as far as creating this community and stuff. And, you know, I'm going to tease it. Dave doesn't want to talk about it, but I'm going to go ahead and tease it. So MoGraph is in the process of redoing the website to where it's going to be a lot more community-based and uh, being able to build communities through the website and communicate and uh, hold events and stuff like that. And uh, so make sure and watch out for that. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be really, really fun. And it's very important, in my opinion, especially after the pandemic, to start bringing mm-hmm. these communities back together because it is, it's awful just sitting at your desk all day for 15 hours straight, you know, t- even talking to friends. We're, we're on Discord all day long, right. you know, with several friends. And we just, it's still, it's not the same as coming out and meeting people and hanging out. And I don't know how many of you did a lot of that before the pandemic, but it, we just we just missed it so much. And mm-hmm. it's just so valuable. It's such a yeah. valuable thing to, to get out and talk to people in public. Um, I do have this uh, ready. <laughs> Hopefully this works. Can you hold my mic for a second? Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. All right, we'll give this a go. See if we can get this working here. All right, we need a prompt. It's like it's like a it's like a improv comedy, right? All right, give us a prompt, anyone. We need. Uh, let's start with a a subject. Yeah, yeah. Tacos. Tacos. Oh, that's great. Good. All right. All right. Uh, so what style? Tacos. Anybody? What style? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. What? Van Gogh. All right, a Van Gogh taco. I love that. <laughs> How do you spell G O H G O G H? Right? G O is that right? Yeah. No, is it? Yeah. I'm such a bad speller. Don't cut that out of the video. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, let's, let's add a little bit more to it. Tacos, but but where? Where uh, are these tacos? Oh, space tacos! I like that. Okay, I'll do space tacos. <laughs> Space tacos in the style of Van Gogh. I hope this does something cool. <laughs> All right, let's see what it comes up with. So it takes about a minute, and it starts filling it in a little bit. Space tacos in the style of Van Gogh. And then, and then we're going to pick one. We'll do a second round. We'll do a variation round, mm-hmm. too. Hopefully my internet stays It becomes up. so addicting. So, so addicting. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's space. Something's happening. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can do this. Anyone, Th- yeah. This is open fully now. It was kind of beta, and then you could pay, and now everybody. It was like invites, and now anybody can do Oh, this. that's looking. That's, that's All right. I'm, oh, I'm loving four. that one down at the bottom, yeah. Number four. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. It's almost there. <laughs> so we'll take this, and then we'll do variations, and then we'll do the, the high res. So this is what's great. You come up with these. You figure uh-huh. out what you like, and... You'll say either do a variation on one, two, three, or four, uh-huh. or upscale it, or you could do all of them if you want. Uh, you could also hit this refresh and say, I want four more. You yeah. know? So it's just limited. Let's do four more. Do four more? Let's do four more. Right. Yeah. Do four yeah, more. Let's see. And at the same time, I'm going to go to number four. <laughs> I'm going to say some, do some variations on, uh, did I hit that? I think uh, you did. Variations on number four. There we go. 
So we're going to get a so whole like, bunch more space So it's like, this is your outward tacos. brain, you know? This is like, yeah. hey, you know, let's just have some fun. Let's see what we've got. See, look, this second prompt is the exact same thing, but it's giving us something completely different. Right. You know? Outboard imagination. Not Outboard, brain. Sorry. Seth Godin will sue us. <laughs> Outboard imagination. You know? And it's like, okay, I like that. Let's take that one and let's recreate it. Or, you know... Uh, uh, the cool thing about Mid Journey is they give you commercial rights for it if you're paying for it. You mm-hmm. know, so you could straight up be like, oh, like "Here, that. client, this is what I created." You know, that'll be two day rates worth. All right, so now uh, oh, that's pretty cool, right? There. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like these. All right, so let's try and upscale one of these. Uh, is it done? I think it's done. Okay, yeah. which one do we want to upscale? I don't. I don't know. That that. Top, yeah, the bottom left one is pretty good. Yeah, bottom left. All right, so we're gonna upscale three. <laughs> we're gonna let that run. Right? Now, see, there's a whole slew of stuff that we could type in to make this thing like really like get a lot better, like you know, high detail, all of this other stuff. But again, that comes back to like learning all those prompts and everything. In space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm hungry. Right. Thanks. But, uh, like commercial, right? So you could, like, get this printed on a T-shirt and yep. something. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How much does it cost? It's like 30 a month, right? It's, it, well, you actually get a whole bunch for free every month. But, yeah. But oh, really? Yeah. It's Sweet. 30 a month. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. Uh, to be able to do this privately like we're doing right now, yeah. it's 30 a month. Otherwise, like, you see everyone's prompts, which is actually kind of fun. It's really neat seeing what other people are typing in because then that also inspires you to do other things and stuff. Right. That's you know? the thing. Learning from other people yeah. in this process is, is super cool. <laughs> Almost there, 85%. So good. We got some cover art for the YouTube video. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, like, me looking all hungry, and there's, like, a white outline around me. Right. Real spammy looking. All right. There we go. That's really good. It's pretty fun. That's really good. I mean, look at that taco texture. That's pretty good. <laughs> Better than Van Gogh, right? <laughs> do we want to do one more? Let's do one more. Yeah. All right. Let's, get, okay. let's do a prompt. We're going to do a prompt. This one, though, I want to try and say, like, let's, we're going to, at the end, we're going to say high detail, and we're going to say octane render. Okay. okay. Octane. But other than that, All right. you get some prompts. All right. What do we got? What do we got? Come on. Ohio. Ohio. There okay. we go. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio octane render. <laughs> and then what else? Ohio. Um, Ohio what? Can we... There's a hell is real sign. Okay. Ohio hell is real sign. We really wanted it on the license plate. It didn't happen. I hope this works. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Anything else we want to put in there? Ohio hell is real sign. That's pretty specific, yes. All right. All right. I don't it know. Could, it, it could end could up be, being terrible. But, you know. We'll see. That's why you pay the 30 bucks so you can just right? do, it as as you <laughs> do it as many times as you want. This is going to be real interesting here. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> Didn't spell Ohio, right? No. <laughs> Come on. Ohio. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. It is a good top Yeah. 
Oh, oh. Top right. Top right. Yeah, top right. That looks like headlights or something. Dude. Oh, okay. Okay, so now so we'll Ohio is real. Ohio is real. <laughs> I think we're probably aiming toward number two with variations, but but look at that. Look how cool that looks. Right? And and even if it didn't get the wording right, who cares, right? You know, right. style. Exactly. You've yourself. got the style, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Ohio is real. <laughs> I love that, dude. Upscale that one. <laughs> look at number uh, three. Okay, I'm going to do number two and three. Let's do, um, let's upscale number three. And let's do variations on number two. I was I thinking really like like, uh, like one of those uh, radioactive signs, right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Biohazard, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Oh, man. Oh, now, yeah, there we go. <laughs> the bottom right, that's pretty cool. Dang, yo. Gosh, look how fast that was, too. See? Okay, bottom right, I'm going to upscale the number four. And if all of us had worked together on one piece of art, it would not come out looking like that. Look at that. Crazy. That's so cool. Ohio's on fire. <laughs> Right, and yeah. now you meant that because you got the commercial rights to it, right? That render is literally fire. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Look at that. Hell is real, <laughs> and it's in Ohio. H e triple Heel. hockey sticks. Is that Heil? No, H e triple hockey sticks. <laughs> that's All right. cool, though. So yeah, that's, uh, so, that's AIR. Uh, that's kind of what we do. But can y'all see where it's going? It's like, okay, I can use this for a prompt for something else. You know, it, yeah. it gives you inspiration. It's like a it's like a customizable Pinterest board. I like to think about yeah. it. Yeah. So your presentation was better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's old news though. Yeah, NFTs is so twenty twenty one. It's so twenty twenty one. On to the next thing. What yeah. do you think is going to be next year? Yeah. What do y'all think? I don't know. This the AI. I have an Envato Elements, you know, membership. I can <laughs> yeah. go and I can find. I could create a snow video background that I can overlay on top of my footage myself, or I can go to Envato Elements and just download it. You know, someone else has already created it. You know, I don't, I don't see it too much as that much different than just buying stock stuff, you know. Yeah. But it also, so far, doesn't do the vector art. So if you do have right. an illustrator friend, you can take this and you can say, hey, Please I really like this. Trace image yeah. for me. If you <laughs> Could can. you like mock this up for me, you know? Um, as far as, uh, let's see, as far as doing like, uh, do, uh, like turtle cartoon turtle illustrator or something like yeah, that. Something, something yeah. Simple, right. So what is the, like the final form of the file? Is it like a high res? It's just a JPEG. JPEG? Okay. Yeah. High res JPEG. How, how big can you get it, Dave? Like how, how big is the scale? Um, do you know? You have upscale and upscale the max. Like I can try and upscale this to the max and we can see. <clears throat> Hell is a real one. Um, well, that's going. But also, a lot of people take this into something like uh, what is it? Gigapixel? What is it? Yeah, called? yeah. Um, Upscalers. Yeah, you know, and you can upscale it to yeah. real big. It's just I don't I don't even know how to describe it. And I thought more people would feel the way that I did about this when they tried it. And they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. 
And I, I, this is just like changed the way that I work. I think this, how many of you have like used a VR headset, like a, a Quest 2 or something? Were you blown away the first time you tried it? And you were like, wow, I can't, like the first time I tried it, I, I thought it was such a gimmick at first. And then I tried it and I'm like, all right, I see where this is going. You know, and I think this. I think there's going to be some negative. That's a weird turtle, dude. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. I will say, this is what I like to say. Is it about a, this too. That bottom right one looks like Michelangelo. <laughs> it probably has some influence in the algorithm somewhere too. Um, but that type of thing, I would actually yeah. aim for Dolly too. Yeah, Dolly too is really good at the illustrative stuff. Yeah. And really good at like filling in the blanks. You can take a photo with you know nothing around oh, it and say yeah. finish it. But it, but I like to say Dolly Two has no imagination. It doesn't. Because, no. You know, look at look at that hell is real thing. <laughs> Dolly Two is cool. It's like you can crop something. I've seen people take artwork, you know, like already paintings, put them in there and have it expand. You know what's around the picture. Question. I think it's eventually, I think eventually you'll be able to feed in just a single image and they will create a 3D model of that, you know? And I think, or, or a, a 2D image, wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save as background. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah I think so eventually you'll be able to put in a 2D image and be like, all right, I need the textures from this or something like that. 1664. You know? 1664. Eventually. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. I've seen some animation stuff done. It's very bad, you know, <laughs> but they can do animation. Uh, it just doesn't look that great. You know, I, I, I think with, with stills, you only have to input so much, but with animation, you need a lot of reference, and, and that's a lot of information to feed. Well, as soon as you mind. get to that, then AI overlords are taking over. You know? <laughs> well, it's learning from us, too, because mm -hmm. when we pick the ones that we like, it's taking that information yeah. and saying, okay, I see, this is the right path for this. Um, so that's why it's, it's going to get better. But yeah, imagine if you were doing something in 3D, <laughs> And you didn't have the textures for it. And you're like, hey, can you, yeah, yeah, you just texture this for me? And just finish right. it for you, you know? To finish, where'd that take you to do process and all? Well, you're going to play around for a couple hours yeah, first and be like, I don't yeah. like this. I do like this. You know? Right. That's the thing. Like, I might have made that missile and been like, ah, I just don't like this. Or I might have not used a missile at all. Yeah. You know, um, people, people, when he does his dailies, he talks yeah. about, he just goes through Pinterest and like looks for inspiration. I mean, I, it, it, in my opinion, this is all we're doing is just looking for inspiration. You know, yeah. it's just easier to say, Hey, I want, I, I want to see a missile, you know? Now, Matt and I have a background. We met at this like place years oh, ago making terrible commercials, yep. and, but we got our 10,000 hours of animating logos. So mm -hmm. when it came to that rocket engine missile thing, I was able to complete that pretty quick because I just have experience in 3D. It doesn't right. mean that that's going to help you build it uh, faster technically. You still have to be, you know, be able to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it just helped right me now. figure out what I wanted <laughs> because I could have sat there in 3D playing with stuff and then realized I didn't like it and trashed it at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's kind of where it saved me time and, and yeah. all that. Well, thank you.
Thank you all for coming out and Thank you very much. spending your evening with us. We appreciate it more than anything. Yeah. And uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. What a great presentation. Yeah. So Those proud guys. of us. If you listen to it, if you want to see it and kind of see yeah. we there were a lot of visuals in that, make sure you check it out. Uh, mograph.com or youtube.com slash mograph make sure you subscribe Still and we got that yeah. on youtube I yeah guess. i know right I don't, I don't know how yeah that's how we roll right yeah but uh yeah i think that's it if anybody has anything that they'd like to send us uh you know any links mm-hmm. to anything if you would like to suggest somebody for the show if you've got a question if you want to get mm-hmm. into something just hit us up if you would like to um join us on our slack you can do that you can mm-hmm. join us on our discord we hang out on the discord uh just about every single day and yep. uh just chill like sometimes yep. you p- pop in there's one person sometimes there's 20 you yep. know uh it's, it's weird don't how feel it goes embarrassed by popping in yeah yeah we yeah. love it when people do because people are like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt. It was like sounded like you were talking business. And I'm like, if it's a if it's private, we'll we go private. Yeah. If, if we're talking business, it's for everyone to know. Right. And we'll talk yeah. about camp and stuff in front of people, yep. and it's all good. Like we we want it to be kind of open and transparent like that. We want mm-hmm. you to see what we're doing behind the scenes. And shoot, if you have a suggestion or something while you're like you know in the discord and we're working on something that'd be great sometimes everyone's having a convo sometimes people are showing stuff off and sometimes you hop in and everybody is just sitting there working in silence right and and i think we a lot of us the regulars in there we do it just to have the company you know turn it on and and hit mute and then just put it on another screen and then just work and sometimes i'll have to like deafen as well because i'm like listening to something or whatever too much yeah yeah well that too (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it's work. You know, you got yeah. to sometimes. But it's still cool to look up and then, like, there's your friends yep. hanging out. I'm not all by myself, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's uh, it's fun to hang out in there. So hit us up if you want a link to that, if you want to join the Slack. I will say we have a lot of the same channels in the Discord, but most of the, like, a bulk of yeah. the big discussion is in Slack. So do them both. Yep. Do them both. Yeah, do them both. And, um... If you have any questions about things like NFTs or AI after listening to the that presentation, just uh, hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. You can uh, rate us on iTunes, leave a review. Also, subscribe on your podcast of choice. Help get our ratings up. Hey, make sure that you check out our courses on our site, including Brandon's yeah. new course. Brandon's course is um, already being updated because there's new stuff coming out with uh, Unreal 5.1. And um, if, if you want to learn about ray tracing, if you want to learn how to do stuff in Unreal and actually get it to respond in real time yep. or for your renders to render in real time and not like three minutes of frame, you definitely want to take this course. It yeah. is very advanced, I will mm-hmm. say, but... Like, these are the things that you have to know if you want to get an Unreal and actually use it for, like, quote-unquote, real-time production. You yeah. have to know this stuff. Yep. So that's the next step, even if it's difficult, you know. I mean, you got to learn the stuff. Got to learn it. Got to yep. learn it if you want to go that route. So there's that. Then um, also check out, we got articles on our site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might see a lot of them when you open up the Cinema 4D 
uh, mm-hmm. homepage, and that little yep. homepage comes up. Uh, but we have articles that come out once or twice a month, and you can see them on MoGraph.com. And, of course, MoGraph TV, turn it on, rip the knob off. Got some upgrades coming to it pretty soon. We got yeah. a whole bunch of new content. We're going to get all of Winbush's content in 4K now. Um, awesome. We've got a whole bunch of new presentations we're adding in, upgrades. There's there's a bunch of stuff we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So make sure you turn that on throughout the day. It's a great thing to have on instead of the news. Make you less depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's MoGraph.com slash TV. Or you could just go straight to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can see we've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Render Things T-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. The MoGraph Blandishment shirt. And, of course, the That Render is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear ironically. Bless, Bless your, your shams. shams. I really need to buy a T-shirt for we her. Do. We do. And bring, <laughs> bring it to it camp. To, bring it to yeah. camp, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, we're on YouTube, MoGraph.com. Check us out there to see the show schedule. The schedule, as far as it goes, next week we're going to have Anna Carolina on. Yes. Talk about Talk lots about of ZBrush. Yeah, gonna that's cool. going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, what is after that? I believe uh, that is Labor Day after that, right? So we won't have a show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, We're going to be spotty. There's just, like, a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. Then the 12th, uh, Mark will be on with us. Uh, talking about camp. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole camp episode. We and might even we like, dive into like how we run a camp and yeah, all that you know. And we won't have a show on the nineteenth because we'll be, be finishing camp. camp. Yep. Yeah. Then we'll so. be back uh, with Frederick Collin, uh, and then um, I don't know what's after that. It's all up in the air. We got yep Robert Hransky coming up in October, I believe. Is that October tenth? Uh, he's gonna uh, this talk to us about his Star Wars by. stuff. I know. I know, and then yeah. a couple weeks after that, we're going to have to have our Halloween show. You know oh my it. gosh. Yeah. All what do right. we got in store for the Halloween show this year? Uh, EJ and Aryev? <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we should come up, with some, we should come up yeah. with some fun stuff for it. I think it'll be cool. Maybe upgrade the set if I have time, but Ooh, I don't we know. We should turn it into a haunted house. How? I don't know. <laughs> have It'd different scenes, and we like go yeah. on different adventures. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. pop in. <laughs> I'll just have like some games set up. Or we're uh, how could we play a game when we're all on green screen? How could we make that happen? That would be fun. You could do. Uh, could we do like a, a oh, no choose, whammy? Oh, a choose your own adventure. Oh, you know, we'll have some That'd pre-made scenes and like yeah. bring in. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, in my spare time. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! All right. Cool. Yeah, that about wraps it up. Though we're gonna get out of here. Till next time. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. Have a good one. Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HALFRES, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. 
what if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.